All right, episode two of Bianca and uh, why was I gonna say Marshawn? I don't even know y'all. Bianca and Montez love and WWE. In this episode, we get to see Bianca and Montez. They're in the kitchen fighting the fly, and they are matched up as usual. Um, Bianca at some point they went to the grocery store and she proceeds he Montez proceeded to pull out a baby outfit and Montez is like girl what is this and Bianca's like oh I just saw it and it's cute and he says is there something you want to tell me and she was like no I just got baby fever and so with all of the baby talk in her mind she feels like she wants to have a kid but again her career and the risk that would be getting taken if she decides to have a career right now meanwhile Montez is thinking about taking a big risk at Monday Night Raw and this is where he is planning on lifting Otis with all of this going on we get a cameo from Almost. of course Dawkins is always floating around we get a cameo from Almost. they're in the gym working out um Bianca comes in. She does this funny thing where she punches Dawkins and she kicks Otis in the gut. And she goes over and does her exercise. And everybody's looking at her. And she lifted. She power lifted. Like, um, I don't even know how much weight it was. But she lifted it up. And they was like, ooh, look at her. And basically, that was the most notable thing on that episode is her... And the baby thing. So her best friend from childhood. We got to meet. Her name is Janae. She is a lawyer apparently. And they're sitting out talking. Now they got stuff in their hair. And I don't know if they was rolling around in the dirt at some point. But whatever. So <laughs> I just noticed that. So they're sitting around talking. And Janae is telling Bianca like. Well we had a pack. That we was going to have our kids together. And her my son. Her Janae's son is two. And she's like well you still got time to have a kid. So like what's taking you so long. And Bianca explains to Janae. That she is worried about her career. And she always hears about the baby talk. And she just wants a break. And Janae was like well I ain't, ain't no pressure girl. I'm just saying you know. Whenever you ready I'm here of course. And Bianca's like you know this is a lot on her and she feels overwhelmed by this new thing of wanting to have a baby and having baby fever so Bianca is contemplating becoming Hollywood like The Rock and John Cena she wants to go in that type of um, angle and so she's talking to Janae and she's like I don't want to do that because of course, you know, you get pregnant, that's nine months, and then you got another nine months of taking care of the baby, so you almost going for, like, almost 15 months to two years, you know, getting yourself back together, and she doesn't want to take such a big risk at the height of her career. She's thinking, because she's getting older, that she may not be able to have children, which is a myth, guys. That is a myth. Um, my mom had my little brother at 40. There are people, women who were giving birth in their 50s. The only thing that you have to be careful with is the older you get, the more likely the child will develop a disability. And it's not just the eggs. It's also the sperm. I know they focus on the woman's eggs and her age. But a man who is getting up in his age, in his 40s, in his 50s, 60s, and they have sex and produce a child, that gives statistically more likely for the child to come out with things like 
uh, cerebral palsy or Down syndrome. So it does not just fall all on the woman. It falls on both parties. But in terms of who's giving up more, it falls on the woman because she has to carry the child. So these are things that Bianca is really trying to take into consideration. So speaking from experience, there is no right time to get pregnant. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like you can take, you can get pregnant at the, t the height of your career and it's going to slow you down. You can get pregnant down in the dumps and it's going to slow you down. At the end of the day, you are giving birth to a whole nother person and mentally and uh, emotionally, you have to be stable and ready to give that person the attention and the growth and love that they need. This is coming from a social worker, guys. Zero to five years old. If you fuck up, in those first that first um that first year couple years of a child's life it will manifest going forward so she does have a lot to think about but of, or unfortunately there is no right time so that's um one thing bianca's going through so we go to montez and he's out there with his homeboy and they're playing basketball and montez is trying to figure out what exactly is his position in this year's Road to WrestleMania? Because Bianca Belair is going in as a champion. She already pretty much knows what she's going to do. Montez, being the husband of a champion, he's like uh, third straight year kind of floundering. Like, what's going to happen and what's going on this go-round? They wavelength right now. Trying to figure that out. There's always some times where I'm like, she may be having a moment. Yeah. And she's happy about it. Yeah. And I got to kind of sometimes put my feelings aside so right. I can be there for her. Right. But at the same time, you know, that gets tiresome in itself. But that, I mean, that's that's real love, though. But you were supporting her all that time. When it's your time, it's going to mean a lot, a lot more to you and her. Because then she get to reciprocate that right back to you. So in that clip, we hear Montez really being a supportive husband and trying to not bring... Um, Bianca down because I can see where it is difficult for somebody to see somebody else on top for so long and you're trying to figure out how can I get up there like what am I doing that is holding me back but I also want to be supportive I don't want to be a hater because it's easy to be you know a hater even if you're not trying to be one it's easy to, to, to be that but he gets to you know go on that ride with her and kind of see what eventually what he's going to get to do hopefully here soon so in this next little part that i'm gonna even play a little clip from bianca and montez are going to a fertility doctor who is black and you feel how you want to feel black doctors statistically have better outcomes with their patients you feel how you want to feel about it the fact that they found a black OBGYN is fantastic in themselves and he is giving them the information that they need to go forward on plans of having a child sometimes just kind of talk with you guys just looking at some options and kind of thinking about what's going to work best for you to help you get to where you want to get to okay okay so the most important thing the thing that I want to spend the most time talking to you guys about what about the biological clock right Okay. The thing is, it's almost not fair, but when you look at fertility, most of it it's tied to the age of the female partner. Okay. Okay. Because you are, how old are you now? I am 34. Is it typically okay? Or am I, am I reaching that point where I should be considering, you know, yeah. chasing the biological clock? In your early 30s, some women have, have a challenge, some women don't. Your oldest could be acting as if you're 30. So like I said before, to reiterate, then the doctor basically backed me up. Most fertility is tied to the woman's health. 
with not taking into account the men's health. So there's men walking around here whose fucking sperm is frothy as fuck and chunky and they think they're going to shoot that shit up and have a healthy child. You will not. The baby's going to be wrinkled with one eye. So there was an interesting exchange with Bianca Montez. She reminded him that a year, 15 months to two years, really, um, because they can afford that. Because uh, if you can't afford it, you're going back less than a year. Um, she told Montez, like, you get to still work. I got to be home watching the kids. He talking about, what's wrong with that? We're a team. Well, you're not a team because you're not going to be home. You're always on the road, which was a big issue with a lot of male wrestlers never home. And things took place on the road. And so she's concerned about that. And Montez, I'm going to say he kind of brushed her off a little bit. Then he said a baby would slow you down. And <laughs> I got to laugh at that because that's like... That's a little nefarious. Like, she wants to be successful and keep pushing, and that's her personality. And you going to give her a baby to slow her down, Montez? Like, boy, please. And remember, folks, Montez already has two kids. But I think them kids is in teens. They teens now. I think they probably about 15, 16 now. I know he has a daughter and a son. So he's trying to put a baby in this girl, and you got two older kids. It's like, you... Men just don't have to do or they're not required to do what is necessary to raise children. And I think it's a sad situation because, again, she gets pregnant. She has to stop working. He has to keep working to put food on the table, apparently. And then, you know, you got to bring the baby on the road and all this other shit. So it's a lot for her to think about what she wants to do. So that is episode two of Love and WWE Bianca Montez. Stick around for episode three in this series. Talk to you.